stole it so I could be a hero and give it back to you because I have severe, you know, emotional problems. <laughs> I, I'm desperate. To, you uh, need to be the savior. You need to be the. Yeah, I'm like the. I'm like one of those firemen who uh, start uh, committing arsons in order to. Uh, be able to save the day. Oh, saying you, uh, except I steal lighters. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're similar to Ant Man, or Hank Pym, in the way that you created Ultron, That's just true. so you could personally defeat it, and that way the Avengers would look up to you. Yep. And just like creating Ultron, this backfired. Yeah. Because I found out because you just told me the entire story, so now I don't respect you at all. Ah, uh, damn it. Like I a pretty, I pretty much lump you in with Hank Pym. It's Hank Pym and you. Yeah. The only thing, reason that you're a little better than Hank Pym is because you've never smacked your wife. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've yet to abuse any women that yeah. I'm aware of. And the ultimate version of you never tried to kill your wife with bug spray. So. <laughs> that was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad, man. Hank Pym kind of got a bad rap. Like, even, like, the writer of that original comic where he, like, backhanded uh, Janet. Mm-hmm. Um... It really wasn't supposed to be like that. It was most more supposed to be him kind of like pushing her out of his way. Right. But the artist just made it like this dramatic backhand, yeah. and because of that, it became part of his character where like he was a wife beater. Yeah, and everybody hated him. Yeah, like it's and like, probably still hates him. Probably yeah. for that more than creating Ultron. You, you know that like every time fucking Cap sees him, he's just looking down at him like you, you motherfucking son of a bitch. <laughs> Though I would imagine wife beating was probably a lot more prominent during World War II times, mm. and a lot less of a problem. So you would think that Cap would be like more stern about that. Cap would be he would have let a lot of shit slide. You would think. Yeah, I guess the way he was currently he was raised in the in the forty year well, in the he grew up in the thirties. Sometimes when 20s. names run their mouth, I guess Cap would understand. He know, would essentially be like uh, the Sean Connery yeah. method of dealing. So, what do you think is worse? Do you think like physical abuse, like Hank Pym, or emotional abuse, like Reed Richards, to sue? Emotional emotional abuse is worse. Is worse because physical abuse is physical and it hurts real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, well, yeah, and emotional abuse. Is po- you possibly never can get over that? Because Reed is a fucking terrible husband. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, and basically, he's a terrible like, father. He is half of the fucking like early Fantastic Four comics are about like how Sue is pissed off at Reed because he's constantly like just working science shit and ignoring her existence. Mm-hmm. And when he does talk to her, he belittles her. He's you yeah. know, like, "Oh, a woman wouldn't understand that kind of thing." Well, and she's always fucking getting rescued by him constantly in the original comics because. That's all her job was, was to, she could only turn invisible. Yeah. So she's always getting caught, and they always have to catch her. So pre, yeah, force fields and shit like that. But, you know, then she uh, she, she was an expert in uh, pattern analysis and listened to, uh, what was it, uh, fucking Portishead? Yeah. While trying to track down where Reed ran off to. <laughs> and very obviously 16. Oh, God. Everyone in the new Fantastic Four movie was very obviously 16. <sighs> Right? It's such a bad movie. 16 to 18. I, I guess that was supposed to be it. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, they're supposed to be, like, pretty much, like, teenagers. Like, high here's school, college thing, age, like, like eight, fresh into college. Here's yeah. the thing, like, straight up, if, like, Reed Richards is that goddamn smart, why was he still in fucking high school? I mean, you think he would have been able to graduate early. Yeah. You know? Like, he would have graduated when he was eight. Yeah. Or something like that, and then moved on and graduated college by he was, like, I think it's because Dan Castanella, the the guy who played, like, his science teacher or whatever, really fucking hated him and specifically held him back. (laughs) 
God, that was such a they shitty gave, movie. They gave his science teacher in that movie more of a supervillain origin story than they did Doctor <laughs> Doom. Because Doctor Doom was pretty much just like, I'm a dick, I'm the coolest. Oh, Reed, you're, you're kind of smart too? Okay, oh fuck, I'm stuck in the negative yeah, zone. I, and I, now I'm evil for some reason. I touched a puddle and therefore the whole planet blew up. Yeah. <laughs> so I got left behind for a year or whatever. Yeah, and even, even yes, being I'm sure being in the, the negative, well... Being in the negative zone could make you crazy for that long. Dude, how many heads did fucking Doctor Doom explode when he came? Why back? didn't he explode the Fantastic Four? No head? shit, dude. He immediately like blew up like half a dozen scientists' heads just walking without even looking at which them. is not a Doctor Doom power. No, not at all, and really kind of horrifying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, and then he runs into the Fantastic Four, and then he's like, "I will blow," and then he what? Is, they went to the negative zone after what that. What was his plan? I don't even remember. Was it to bring the negative zone in? Like that to... sounds like that makes too much sense. I don't to even be remember in that movie. what it was. He was making some kind of big, like bigger version of the interdimensional uh, portal thing. Yeah, I guess. Was he gonna? Okay, he was gonna suck Earth into the negative zone. Maybe. Or was he gonna blow up the negative zone and Earth at the same time? I don't even remember. Does it matter? I just remember all he did was he moved rocks around and like threw rocks at everybody. Yeah. And then had a green tornado of something going. It was the other two Fantastic Four movies are so much better than this. And that's sad. That's really sad. It had okay effects yeah. in the in the movie, but and, and the thing looked okay. And the thing is I really enjoyed like the first like maybe forty five minutes to an hour of the movie where it was the back story about him being a kid. I'm like, oh okay, I can see. It's kind of like a uh um, it had like kind of like a old school, uh, like uh, feel, you right. know, to it, like an uh, like an old eighties movie or something, where you've got like the backstory of the kid, and then you know w- with them working at like the think tank at the Baxter Institute or whatever. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, that was cool. And then but they get superpowers, and then it just goes to fucking hell. You can tell like that's where the reshoots must have started mm-hmm. after they fired uh, was it Josh Trank or whatever mm-hmm. was directing it. it. Yeah, that that's just where the whole movie goes to fucking hell. And it's you can tell that Josh Trank really wanted to make a different movie mm-hmm. than a Fantastic Four movie. He's just like, oh, they're going to let me do this? Well, let me take my, like, do my completely weird-ass spin on it that isn't about, like, doesn't have anything to do with comic books. And won't set up an expanded universe very easily. Yeah. Yeah. They need to not get people like that to make movies for when they want to make a certain expanded universe. Now, he was the dude who directed Chronicle, right? I think what happened, he was, it's kind of like one of those things where they raid, like, uh, really popular indie directors, and they kind of throw them onto, like, you know, big budget films. Um... Like, to try to find the new next star. Yeah. Like, the dude who, uh... Um... The dude who directed uh, Jurassic World, his, like, previous movie was Safety Not Guaranteed. That, like, uh... Like, indie flick with, uh... Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, shit. She's in Parks and Rec. She's like the black-haired chick. Um, oh, Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza and uh, <coughs> like Mark Duplass or whatever uh, were in that movie. It, it's like a cute indie movie. It's based on that And how the fuck did he get to make Jurassic World? Exactly. They just basically, it's like, hey, this dude's got talent. Let's tap him and put him on fucking Jurassic World. Are you crazy? I mean, okay, Jurassic World was good. But, but it worked. Yeah, it, it worked, worked for that, but it, but it, it did not. Most of the time. Does it? 
I mean, a lot of the time. Uh, that, but Josh Trank is kind of an aberration, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, uh, uh, they they do that a lot. They they'll take like hot indie directors and they'll give them like actual decent budgets. Mm-hmm. Like the dude who directed Pie went on to do uh, um, fucking Requiem for a Dream, and then The Fountain, which is way underrated. The Fountain's a really fucking good movie. That's a good movie. That's a movie. good fucking movie. Yeah, I it's, like that a lot. Yeah, I like that it done, that. It has so many interpretations. We've talked about that on a podcast. Yeah, I, I don't, like, it has so many interpretations. No, I, I thought we did. Maybe. <clears throat> like, what? Years ago. I remember you told me to watch it, and then you're like, now you tell me how, what, what happened in it. Yeah. Because it, you could take it, like, several different ways. Yeah. Like, you, you, there's it's like three one, different stories. Yeah, where, like, the future is, like, actually happening, and then there's one version of it where it, the future is actually, like, the story that... Hugh Jackman's character, like the uh, wrote after his wife died to right. finish her story, yeah. uh, that she was telling about like the conquistador thing, and like you, it just mirrored the exact yeah. same story. And then the other one was well, modern day, and then crazy future space tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And all three of them were the exact same movie. Yeah, or the exact same story. It's just a but, yeah. Of the and exact there's, same if you story. watch it, especially if you watch it a few times, you see all these shots that have been like replicated in all the different time areas, and mm-hmm. a lot of effort was put into it. So there's such a damn good movie. You know what else is a good movie? Cloud Atlas. Is that good? Yeah, I like the fuck out of Cloud Atlas. Did yeah. I lend you the Blu-ray? Mm-mm. I think I lent lent someone the Blu-ray, and I don't know where it is, but I, at least I got like the ultraviolet. Is that the Nazis on the Moon movie? What? No, no. No, that's Iron Sky. That's Iron Sky. Okay. Cloud Atlas is the one that was done by uh, the Wachowski brothers and the dude who directed Run Lola, Lola eh, Run Lola Run. Oh yeah. Um, and it's like kind of like six different movies, and like it starts off uh, the story of this uh, um, like eighteen eighties. Like on a uh, like a age of sale type thing where this a guy is traveling home. Mm-hmm. Um, to his fiancée um, on a sailing vessel and is, like, kind of gravely ill, and you find out that the, the ship's doctor is, like, kind of poisoning him, hoping to, you know, steal his stuff and dump him overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, like, continues on to, like, another story that's kind of, like, early 1900s about a um, composer who takes an apprenticeship with a well-known composer... And uh, is like composing this piece, like called the Cloud Atlas Sextet, and then that leads on to this um, like nineteen seventies s kind of um, um, story with Holly Berry, who's an investigative reporter who's um, uncovering like uh, basically this uh, cover up that happened at a nuclear plant um, that was basically. Um, there's like a flaw in the reactor or something mm-hmm. like that, blah blah blah, and they're trying to cover it up because it would fuck them up. Uh, and then it continues on to like another story, which is this uh, story about like a book publisher whose brother who um, who's basically being hit up by some gangsters for money and tries to borrow it from his brother, who uh, is so pissed off at him that he signs him into like a home. Like mm-hmm. for the elderly, <laughs> and uh, then that continues on to this uh, story uh, where um, it's like the like a hundred years in the future, like Neo J- Japan or Neo Korea or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, um, there's uh, like the fast food restaurants have all these clones, like of identical women, which are basically they're just like complete, like just 
mindless drone slaves that are put like in hybrid, you know, basically put to sleep and given rest. They're, they're slave labor, essentially. Yeah. And how one of them is like liberated by a resistance group. Now, are all these stories connected? And, yes. And then the final one is the story where it's like uh, Hawaii after the fall of society. And um, there's like basically like this tribal um, uh, people yeah. living there and dealing like basically having the story they're all connected and they're all played by the same group of actors like Tom Hanks and Halle Berry are the main ones but uh, James Darcy who's the guy who plays uh, Jarvis in the um, Agent Carter series mm-hmm. um, is in it uh, Jim Broadbent's in it Hugo Weaving's in them um, and they all play characters in these different time periods and what it is the idea is, is that these characters are kind of being reincarnated and especially if you pay attention to Tom Hanks's character, he starts off as the ship's doctor at the very beginning who's poisoning the uh, uh, guy and, like, stealing, like, shit from people to him being, like, kind of the, the hero at the end. Uh-huh. But each each uh, story is basically, when you move on to the next time period, someone in that time period is reading the story from the previous time period, either, like, uh, the uh-huh. like basically the journal of the guy on the sailing ship... Or um, like letters, like between uh, the composer and his lover, and stuff like that. Or the book that the investigative reporter wrote. Mm-hmm. Or the you know the movie that was made from the story of the book publisher to um, these like kind of uh, um, basically this hologram of the the Korean girl, like the the fast food slave who becomes like kind of this. Um, patron saint of the resistance so it's all connected and all the characters are playing um, other characters that are essentially reincarnations Oh, and uh, it, it's the kind of the story when you look at it a whole it's it's kind of you look at Tom Hanks how his character pro- progresses from being like a, sh- a shitty person to basically being a hero uh. And it's um, it's really neat. It's the kind of movie you have to watch like two or three times before it clicks because there's so much shit is happening. And all, the scenes are kind of intercutting, mm-hmm. um, and it's each little segment is directed either by the Wachowskis or by the guy who did Run Lola Run. Cloud Atlas. It's a good movie, man. More people should watch it. It's highly underrated. There is like a little bit of awkwardness because in a few cases, like they play people of different races. So you'll have, like, white people who are playing, um, like, Asian characters, and black people who are playing white people, and... Interesting. Yeah, and at one point, like, the worst is Holly Berry's has this really small part in, like, the the future Asia Mm -hmm. um, setting, where she's, like, this old, like, crazy-ass doctor in, like, really heavy yellow, you know face makeup, and it's just like, oh, 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 and it's just like, holy Christ, man, this is fucked up. But the the overall theme is is about, like, kind of imprisonment and slavery, uh-huh. and how people are not meant to be slaves, and about how um, your actions in one time can have ripple effects that affect the future, like, throughout the years and years. It's really good. Okay. I'll shut up about it now. <laughs> man, Daniel Bryan is fucking uh, retiring. Is he? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sad. Like they, they, they he tweeted, he tweeted about um, like his retirement. No, no, WWE announced yeah. that he would be on Raw, and then he um, tweeted at like one o'clock today. Yeah, that uh, my I'm going to retire. We'll see you on Raw or whatever. Yeah, for medical reasons, I, I'm retiring from wrestling. I'll elaborate at Raw. 
And uh, I didn't get to watch Raw because, you know, I had work and shit, but we did look up the video of his... Yeah, because my DVR cut off the last five minutes, or WWE cut off its last... Yeah, I think they they over... uh, (laughs) They overscheduled it. But they did put it, like, all online, and you get to see him basically talk about how grateful he is for all the opportunities. But he didn't go into the medical reasons. I mean, we all know, I guess, because... The dude's a fucking concussion magnet. I mean, and a broken guy, neck magnet. Yeah, that dude has has had a lot of injuries, and it's sad because he's like thirty four. Mm-hmm. But he'd do suicide dives out of the ring. He'd do fucking like he wrestled every runs. match like it was a cra- it was WrestleMania. Yeah, and and he was doing it on on the Indies what ten fifteen years before yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, he uh, he's 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 had some wear. He, he's taken a lot of bumps, and he's like one of those dudes. And that's one why th- one of the reasons that so many people like kind of fell in love with Daniel Bryan is for those who don't know who don't follow wrestling. Um, the dude's five ten, yeah, and he's like two hundred pounds. He's got like long hair and a huge ass beard, and looks like a billy goat. And he has like what is that shit like vitiligo or whatever the stuff that like causes. Leech splotches on your skin. Yeah, he's got that. Yeah, the thing but Michael it's, Jackson. It's, for had. some reason, he's got this level of charisma that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, because he doesn't. Ha- he didn't like. He he created his character, but even when he first showed up, everyone kind of liked him before he yeah. was anybody. Well, th- because I'm he not was sure super why. good. He was a super good wrestler because yeah. he he just put himself into these matches, and you know, you watch a match and you see like fucking Ryback and Ziggler kind of like you know half-ass a match on superstars or something like that that no one really cares about. But, like, when you watch Daniel Bryan, you don't ever really see him phone in a match, hardly yeah. ever. Uh, and he's just has it. But that's, a, you know, that's yeah. a problem, because that shortens your wrestling career. Yeah. yeah. If every match... Like, I saw him at a house show, and he was doing the same moves, you know, that they do on Raw. And that's the thing. After the last time he got injured, and he came back after, like, what, like, six, eight months? And then he was gone, like, a month later. Yeah, he came back, like, at Royal Rumble, fought, like, in at Fastlane last year. Then at WrestleMania, he won the IC title. And then, like, three weeks later, he fucking got hurt again because Bad News Barrett, like, forearmed him and, like, off the, the fucking ringside, and he, like, flew into the table. Yeah, once you, like... Break your neck once and get surgery, and be get so many concussions. You, you need to dial it down. Yeah, and that's what like with Stone Cold. Like after Stone Stone Cold used to be like a fucking high flyer. Yeah, but then he got hurt and he switched to like a brawler style. And Brian just wouldn't fucking change up his style. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Like he has the, he had the respect level enough at that point that he could stop doing mm-hmm. the crazy moves, and people would still like. Well, it. shit. I mean, he he could have just gone like more submission style. He could have gone being Malenko style. He didn't need to fucking like suicide dive through the ropes every goddamn match. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's and uh, the diving headbutt. Yeah, was yeah. his finishing move. He would jump off the top rope and headbutt you. While you're laying down. That's not good for anything. No. Every time I see Neville do that shit, I cringe, you know? I'm just like, stop I cringe every time since I saw that time Chris Benoit did it off a ladder Mm. and landed right on his face. He face-planted from a ladder, and then he just... You see him screaming while his nose is shattered. I'm like, every time I see a diving headbutt, I cringe, because I don't want that to happen. No. And, and, I mean, and speaking of Chris Benoit, that's exactly why Daniel Bryan never could get cleared to get back in the ring. He wanted to get cleared. But WWE wouldn't clear him. Like he went to like four or five other doctors, and they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, he'll be fine." But the WWE doctor wouldn't. Yet, like the whole thing with like CM Punk, like <laughs> you know, the dude mm-hmm. had a staph infection or something. Well, that, that might have something to do with it. Too. Yeah, that they're involved with a lawsuit from CM Punk. Plus the fact that Chris Benoit murdered his family murdered from his concussions. Family. 
Yeah, so I I don't want in 15 years to hear a story about, like, fucking, you know, Daniel Bryan murdering Bree and however many kids they had. No, thank you. Probably nine. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to have a fuckload oh, of they, kids. Yeah, they're going to, like, build a goddamn log cabin in the middle of the fucking woods somewhere and live on a goddamn, like, compound. That's, like, half the... That's, like, 60% of the reason to watch Total Divas. Yeah. That, that that reality eat show about the women wrestlers like yeah. is because Daniel Bryan's on it yeah and he's awesome yeah uh, he he spends most of it just like basically like Brie will do something stupid and then he makes fun of her yeah and he'll passive aggressively like manipulate her into realizing so, she did something stupid <laughs> like the time like he he's like the weird composting toilet like thing oh well, yeah he bought it he bought her. a toilet. That didn't flush so they could compost their own garden mm-hmm. because he was upset that she dressed too skimpy. Yeah. So it was this whole workaround thing yeah. until finally he's like, yeah, I'll get rid of the compost toilet if you stop showing up the world your nipples. Yeah. I was like, well, this is entertainment. This is like, <laughs> why am I keeping up with Total Divas but not watching actual wrestling? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I and mean, that's the thing. I think so many people watch Total Divas mainly because of him and probably because Cena's on it too. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I always and like, it's also nice to see what it's like. I, I like Nanny and TJ, man. I like their little they're weird all, shit. She's a fucking cat lady already. Uh, no, she's in, they're insane. But he's like totally on board with it. Yeah, I mean that. Dude, I mean he's playing his yeah. part. Yeah, because uh, reality show or th- that reality show is just as fake as real wrestling. Oh yeah, of course. Well, yeah. like most reality shows are <laughs> probably more fake than wrestling. Somehow. Yeah, uh, I, but it's I, nice to see these characters, like the wrestlers, not being the wrestlers. Yeah, that's what I like. That's why I listen to all the podcasts where they interview, you know, mm-hmm. wrestlers from nowadays to wave fucking back. Just because I like trying to see what kind of person they are other than their stupid wrestling character. I, I like hearing uh, Stone Cold talk about getting pedicures and about the fucking rats that keep eating the wires in his ATV. The, uh, the, the, my favorite uh, one, if you listen to Colt Cabana's podcast, mm-hmm. he interviewed Disco Inferno. Oh, nice. And it's really good. I heard <laughs> because that guy is a real person. Yeah, that, which you wouldn't think. And he got right like raided by the FBI... Like, no because they thought he, no, because they thought he was holding high stakes poker tournaments in his house for the super rich. What? Yeah, and it's this whole story that he gets into. See, yes, this is welcome to Airport Road, the podcast hey. where we plug another podcast <laughs> and talk about how good it is. <laughs> but no, download that episode of Disco Inferno, and you're like, oh fuck, this guy is. Has opinions and he's a real person. He's not just the the stupid jobbing disco guy. I, I mostly hate Chris Jericho's podcast and basically mostly hate Jericho at this stage in his career. But I listened to the one where they had he had ICP on was interviewing them and I was really damn interested. They were like indie They're, wrestlers before they even became like clown rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've enjoyed every interview I've ever heard with ICP. Yeah. Even though, and because and I, well, I used to like ICP back in high school. Oh, yeah. Like, I was big into the Juggalo thing. Like many of us did. Yeah. Even, a lot of people, even who were Juggalos, won't admit that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, no one will admit that they liked some ICP. Well, dude, like, they, like, you're kind of, like, buying into the whole, like, mythology of the Joker card shit. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the Dark Carnival is. I wonder what <laughs> cool story that's going to be. And it's like, oh, it's God. Like, ah, fuck you, asshole. Well, I mean, wasted all this goddamn time. Well, no, you still got to hear weird songs about murder ninjas and, and ninjas zombies. and zombies. Uh, the dating And game. a lot of hating on women. Yeah, a lot. But at the time, when I was 16, I was like, 
Right on, this is awesome. And there's even, like, women that are really into ICP, even though half the songs are about raping women Dude, and man, killing that, them. Yeah, have you watched, like, those Gathering of the Juggalo documentaries that they did? Yes, American, they have American one, Juggalo. American Juggalo is one. It's just fascinating. It's so weird. And you realize that, like, part of the reason why these people are, like, so into it is because they come from really fucked up, broken homes. Yeah. And this kind of gives them an identity and a sense of belonging. But it's in the most... It's, like, in the most terrible, white, trash, awful thing this side of Kid Rock fans. Yeah. It's just, holy Christ. You see that episode of Workaholics about Juggalos? No. Where they they, they went to, like... They were doing something, and somehow Workaholics... They eventually show show up at a juggalo convention, and then they meet a guy who sells hatchets to them, and he's like the straight up businessman in juggalo makeup, and he's and and they hang out with him, and then a bunch of shit happens, but they get juggalos perfect in it, just like the worst are white they, trash like- ever. But it's fun, but yeah. you look down on it, but you're also like. ICP, yeah, okay, but then you're like, fuck no, I'm done with this at the end of the day. Yeah. No, I can still listen to some ICP songs and be like, right on, this is ICP, and then I'm like, oh god, this is ICP. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like one of those embarrassing things, like, like, listen, like, most of the hair metal shit that, uh. I listened to like when I was in middle school and stuff. Like, well, even that's way cooler. Like people can yeah, respect it's definitely 80s cooler music. than ICP. But yeah, I mean, like fucking rat. Come on. <laughs> you can ironically wear a rat shirt now, but yeah. you can't ironically wear an ICP shirt, even though I do. <laughs> no, because then you'd be flagged as being part of a gang. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Yeah, the ICP. I said so. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I had the bunch of like, like I have a striper shirt that I'll just wear because and I don't. That's I only, a great shirt. I only know one striper song, and it's oh, fucking yeah. awesome. But I don't really know striper. I just wear it because it's a striper shirt. Yeah. And I also have a collection of ICP shirts that I bought at Goodwill because I made it a game, or we made it a game to try to find how however many ICP shirts there were. Um, and I have them, and I'll wear them sometimes. You're like, yeah, that's funny that I'm wearing an ICP shirt. And then I realize that everyone just looks at me and thinks I'm a juggalo now. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, yeah. So there is no ironic way to wear a juggalo shirt. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a Quicksilver shirt. Everyone probably thinks I'm a surfer. Yep. Clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a Back to the Future shirt, so they obviously think I'm a dog. I, I mean, I, that's what I thought when I, when I came over here. I'm like, oh shit, you started traveling through time because you were in the Back to the Future shirt. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I, I kind of want to go to the Gathering of the Juggalos. I don't. I, I, I want to go because... I'd like to go, but then as soon as I get there, I know I'd like just be like, no, this was a bad idea. This I'm is driving. not for me. Yeah, I'm driving, I'm driving away from yeah. Detroit or wherever it's held. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. They, um, but, but they also host wrestling when they're there. Yeah. Like, a bunch of indie wrestlers will wrestle there. Mick Foley's been there. They had their own fed, like Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Championship Wrestling. (laughs) JCW, yeah. Yeah, and they they also did videos where they'd uh, um, buy the rights to, like, really old tapes of, like, fucking Terry Funk and Cactus Jack and And shit. And record their own commentary. Yeah, and do, like, Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope doing commentary. That was called, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what was that called? I had a couple of those tapes. What was the name of the Western they did? Big Money Rustlers. (laughs) I liked. I watched the shit out of their first movie when I was in high school, Big Money Hustlers, you know, where they were gangsters. One of them was a, like a like a seventies cop, and the other one was a gangster, and it just gets fucking ridiculous. And then out of nowhere, Cactus Jack shows up. <laughs> the second one had Scott Hall in it. Nice. I could not get through it because Rob bought me that for Christmas one year, and I could not get through the second fucking J- ICP movie. Is Kaiju a big battle solo thing? 
Uh, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. I looked it up on YouTube, and I still saw it as a thing. Good for them. Yeah. Kaiju Big Battle is a wrestling fed where everyone just dressed up as giant monsters. And they had little buildings in the ring. Yeah. The, the concept was that in order to contain their fury, they would, like, shrink them down to normal size and allow them to fight in a wrestling ring. <laughs> So, yeah, so basically it's regular dudes dressed up as giant monsters fighting in a wrestling ring. It's insane. Yeah. 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 YouTube that shit. I think, like, for a while, like, their number one dude was a was a man wearing, like, a super can outfit. Yeah. Like, he was uh, a round well, can with, like, with little eye holes cut into it. What was his name? Like, Dr. Soup or something like something that? Something like that. Uh, like, one of their big ones was Silver Potato, which is a dude who dressed up... He looked like one of the star men, except, like, in a silver, like, fucking weird space outfit. Yeah. It had just enough story to kind of justify what was happening on the screen. But barely. Barely. They, they could have just not released the story... No, and then not commentated at all about it, and just have a fucking soup can fight a, a monster, an eyeball monster. I mean, that's and I would have still been in. Does Chikaro Pro have like any backstory to why all their characters are like weird cartoon people? No, it's just Japan. Yeah, there you go. It's not even is that Japan? I thought it was like a states thing. Is it? I thought. Well, I hear the word Chikara, and I assume it's... Yeah, I thought it was a. I th- I'm pretty sure it's a U.S. Fed, but uh, it's just they. No, they're, they're trying all, to do something different. Yeah, they all just have weird, crazy ass cartoon gimmicks. Like it's the kind of shit that like vaude villains would fit into. Yeah, you know, um, which I think is what wrestling needs. Yeah, I think wrestling needs characters. It doesn't need everyone to be. I'm a badass who wants to go crazy on you. It needs them to be that, but they're also firemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or like the or, Repo Man, yeah. where he, he goes around and steals Macho Man's hat because <laughs> Macho Man's hat is apparently his most prized possession, even though he has fucking seventy hats. Yeah, and they're all different. He's never worn the same outfit <laughs> yeah, twice. Yeah, exactly. So they're all different. It's like, oh fuck. Well, I guess I'll just toss the rest of this outfit out. Is what Macho Man should have said. Yeah, but because no, I'm never going to wear it. He feuded with the Repo Man. Now, <laughs> next time I come out, I need a. Bright purple and lime green outfit <laughs> with with all the fucking tassels and the yeah. and then he was Slim Jim man and then he came, just always wore that Slim Jim shirt in the commercials. Yeah, I miss Randy Savage. I miss I back when Randy Savage was a spokesman for Slim Jim. I do too. I miss everything. Everything was better, I think, back then. When when we had Randy Savage as the yes, spokesman. during that time period, everything was better. Specifically, that was the cause of, of the, the golden age. <laughs> <laughs> of commercials. <laughs> you know, of just society in general. I mean, I mean yeah. that was what, the Clinton years, that's when the economy was doing really good. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a fucking website about pets and it would make you millions. Yep. Before oh. the everything, the the e-commerce burst, yep. and David Arquette was making ten, ten, three, two, one commercials. Thanks, Obama. Yep. God. I mean, we don't have David Arquette doing that anymore. Nope. Fucking shit! I don't make shit off of a website. Mm-hmm. It's, I watched uh, uh, Pacific Rim the other day, or last two nights ago. Great it's movie. still really good, and it makes so just enough sense to work. Because they don't explain, like, the story's fucking dumb as shit when you think about it. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, giant monsters came out of a fucking rift in the ocean. Because another another alien so race build, wants to terraform yeah. our planet. Or we, yeah, we terraform the planet right for them with pollution, so they're coming to send giant monsters to wipe everybody out. Yeah, so they could move in. But their first try was the dinosaurs. Was it? Yeah, they said, they said that uh, when he drifted with one of the kaiju brains, 
or whatever. He's like, yeah, the first tr- their first attempt was the, the dinosaurs. Oh, I missed that. But then that didn't work. Yeah, he's like ranting and raving about it. And yeah, he's talking about how the first wave of kaiju was dinosaurs. I'm like, okay, that makes total sense. I'm fine with it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, but why would you send that? I mean, because there's just mammals. What well, it would have been easy to take over, but the atmosphere wasn't good enough. Well, I mean, back... Uh, I guess. And I then once know. we started destroying the atmosphere, apparently that's what atmosphere these fucked up aliens need. I don't know. It doesn't make fucking sense. All that matters is they're giant robots fighting giant monsters in the ocean with, like, anime style. I mean, however you get there, I'm fine. It's I, That's all I just wanted was giant monsters fighting giant robots. I hope they make a sequel to that. They keep saying they are, and then it gets delayed, and I don't know what the fuck Gomero Del Toro's doing, man. I want him to make Mountains of the Madness. I heard that, uh, I heard that, like, the Pacific Rim didn't do well enough to warrant a sequel. But it did, apparently, it did really well, like, globally, and also, like, uh, like, once, like, word of mouth got around, everyone's, like, got it on Blu-ray and shit like that and started loving it. Mm -hmm. So apparently it was gonna happen for a while, but then for whatever reason it got suspended. It's kinda, I think they shelved it for, like, uh, the new King Kong movie from Legendary. I don't give a fuck. I don't about King Kong, I mean, uh, they made the Peter Jackson one years ago, and I'm good for, like, another 60 years, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Christ. Like, and I don't need him fighting shit. It's just... But I think they're doing the King Kong thing because they brought back Godzilla. Yeah. Or they made that American Godzilla Which movie. Which won't make sense because King Kong was what? Like, 30 feet tall, maybe max? Mm-hmm. Like, then the new Godzilla was what? Like, 500 feet tall? He was t- as tall as skyscrapers. Yeah. Or okay. taller. So, like, how are you going to have King Kong fight Godzilla? It's exactly. Just, Godzilla will just step on him. Yeah, you can't make a movie about King Kong... You know, like, you can't make a new King Kong movie with people because he's going to be such a fucking huge gorilla that he can't even pick people up. Yeah. You know, he's just going to, he's not even going to notice the people there, like it's, Godzilla. You know, a monkey can't be that big. Yeah, it's not. A giant big. radioactive dinosaur can be that big. Yeah. I it's mean, that's possible. Sense. But yeah, that's the problem with it. They're, they're apparently trying to do this crossover Godzilla versus King Kong. And let's be honest, the first one was shit. But, um,. Why are you doing that? Because the size just won't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you... It's because of a, King Kong. It's because of Avengers. Yeah. Because... Uh, they're trying to do the crossover. Crossovers set, make money, so therefore, Godzilla versus King Kong. And then someone came up with that, and then that person obviously didn't think of the scale issue. But then again, neither did Toho back in the 70s. Yeah, Because true. they made Godzilla versus King Kong, and that is my least favorite Godzilla thing in the world. Yeah. Including that awesome. one where baby Godzilla just talks to the little boy the entire movie. That movie is better than Godzilla versus King Kong. I remember that. That's a shitty movie. Godzilla Raids Again, I think that yeah. one is. Yeah. yeah that's a f- it's about kidna- bank robbers who kidnap a kid, and then he talks to his imaginary friend, baby Godzilla, Minya, uh-huh. throughout the whole thing. And then it's just in the kid's head the whole time, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" The, the original scene elsewhere. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so Super Bowl happened uh, the other day, and there were trailers, which is the only thing I care about as far as the Super Bowl goes. And there weren't many there weren't trailers, many, and there weren't any real that really memorable commercials either. No, there was the Pug Monkey thing, which everyone like has had like a terrible reaction to. Yeah, that was weird. Enough, but baby, pu- baby puppy. Monkey puppy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep seeing gifts of that on Facebook. I'm like, this is not a thing. Thank you, monstrosity. 
Um, I don't even know what it was selling. I can't even remember what it was selling. What was it selling? I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just. I like the uh, the Ant Man and the Hulk Coca Cola. That was cute. That was cute. Yeah. But it just I question why Coca Cola still needs to advertise. Yeah. Like, yeah I, why make advertisements like as often as you do when you're when if if Coca Cola stopped advertising right now, they would always be the number one beverage company. Yeah. In the world. Always. No matter what. Pretty much. <clears throat> I mean, but I mean, that's probably part of the reason why they remain the number one. Is because <clears throat> they do advertise. And hey, it was a key commercial. I liked it. They had the new Civil War <clears throat> trailer, which really was mostly footage that we've already seen with the, like, they had the, like, kind of standoff shot that we really got to see Ant-Man on Team Cat. Mm-hmm. With a new helmet. With a new helmet, yeah. Um, they had, uh, what else? The new Turtles. Oh, so happy. Yeah, so happy. That was probably the thing that got me most excited because of Krang. I hate teaser trailers because they're like 20, 30 second bullshit, you know? But I got, they showed enough in that to make me happy. Mm. Like, Krang is in it and he's got an android body that kind of looks like the android body from the cartoon. Yep, and there's kind of a technodrome there. Yeah. At least the big, like, morphine ball thing. And Casey Jones shows up in it with the mask and Mm. he's fighting foot soldiers with a freaking hockey stick and at one point he's 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 roller skating he's like he's riding his inlines away from rock steady yeah. charging him yep. I'm like this is awesome yep. <laughs> because why is fucking green arrow running away from rock steady <laughs> on roller blades I thought he was feuding with Neville not Seamus <laughs> but but uh and the turtles look better they look much more colorful yeah. And I, I think the, less human-like. In yeah, the there's a lot more daylight scenes as opposed to the first one, where most of the shit either took place like underground in the sewers or at night or in labs where the lighting was dim, which of course is to make the CG better. You know, look better. But uh, yeah, they, you know, this movie they're in like the fucking sunlight, running mm-hmm. around the city, which is talking good. people, which is great. Yeah, but uh, I just like that it looks more colorful than the last mm-hmm. one. And I'll, and we've talked about this. We enjoyed the new turtle movie. There's still a lot of haters, but it's it was fun. And I mean, it, what do you expect? What from do you a turtle expect movie? from a, Yeah, exactly. Because you'll turtle. never get what you want. You guys realize that it's the most retarded fucking concept in in existence in the first place. It's about a bunch of giant mutant turtles that learn ninjutsu from a rat and live in the sewers and fight a ninja named the Shredder. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, and in this movie, ninja robot named. Yeah, the Shredder. it's like the thing I with. Transformers, like where people were like bitching about how their childhood was ruined. It's like you realize there were like five good Transformers movie uh, or like episodes, and like maybe the first twenty minutes of the movie was good. Yeah, the rest of it was terrible. You just remember everything yeah. being better. You remember there is no watchable episode of He Man. Oh God, no! There is no watchable episode no, absolutely of He Man. No, I mean, <laughs> or it's movie terrible. Yeah, I mean, and everyone like remembers the Thundercats as being awesome. You remember any of the actual episodes? Because yeah, the intro was sweet as fuck and with great uh, theme song. By the way, James Lipton wrote that theme song. Did he? Yeah, the guy uh, inside the actor's studio. Really? Wrote the Thundercats theme song. Now I'm picturing him singing it. Yeah. No, now I'm picturing Will Ferrell as him from Saturday Night Live <laughs> singing it. But um, yeah, but any actual episode of Thundercats has just got awful. Yeah, yeah. I only remember the theme song because mm. the theme song looked amazing. Thundercats are on the loose. Thundercats are loose. Boo! <laughs> um, but yeah, that it was, was done by Rankin Bass. So like they they put all the money into the theme song. Mm. It was like movie quality. Yeah, and then 
God damn it. And then, but then the actual animation is just is fucking terrible. It is the worst. Yeah. And Silverhawks. I think it was the same studio, but it was all shit. See, uh, Netflix is doing a Voltron show? Yeah, I heard about that. I wonder how that's going to work. I don't know. I remember what was, they had like a CG one back in the early 2000s, I think. Did they? Yeah, I kind of like caught some of it here and there, and it wasn't bad. Mm. It wasn't great. But then again, I remember, wait a minute, original Voltron was mostly kind of awful. So, what am I getting worried about? Just, it, it, that's one of those things, like, kind of let go, you know. It, you you can't have, like, these ridiculous, like, you can't put this shit on a pedestal, mm-hmm. you know, and then complain when they reboot stuff be, that it ruined your childhood. No, it didn't. Your childhood sucked. You just remember it being awesome because you were kids and you didn't have bills. And you got to spend all your damn time, like, eating fucking sugar uh, cereal on Saturday mornings. And then, like, spending five hours in front of the TV. <laughs> Nowadays, we have fucking Cartoon Network. Yeah. And, and and it's ruined. The Saturday morning cartoons just died off, and, and it's sad. You know, it used to be, like, kind of like this... You would wake up and be like, oh, shit, it fuck, was I'm, gonna watch, I'm gonna watch all the Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. And then you'd switch between the two channels based on what show... Or the yeah. two... What was it? ABC did one, and then Fox... I think had like their ABC, own block. and then well, I think all of them did. I, I think NBC didn't they have more of like the live action shows? Yeah, and so you had to kind of pick yeah. which were your shows. It was on Saturday. ABC or CBS. Like CBS had PB's uh, Playhouse, and it had uh, was it like Denver the Last Dinosaur. Yeah. Um, ABC had the Real Ghostbusters. So I and I never would miss the fucking Real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that's sacrilege. And if you got up early enough, you could watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in the morning, too, on PBS, waiting mm-hmm. for the actual cartoons to start. Just kind of, Yes, waiting. <laughs> like, I respect that show. Yeah. For what it is, but I don't think I ever enjoyed watching it. I, mean, I liked it when I was a kid, but that's, of course, because that was when we had a black and white TV that got, like, ABC and NBC and CBS, kind of barely, and then PBS... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I really didn't have much options, so when I got home from work, you know, or from work, I mean, home from school, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was on, okay. <laughs> got some watching this. Got some watching that in Sesame Street. I, oh, I missed Denver the Last Dinosaur. <laughs> you were the second person today to mention Denver the Last really? Dinosaur to me, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how that happened. Oh, well, no, Will like, Hart was talking it about it, because I was talking about something, and then he's like, like, Denver the Last Dinosaur? <laughs> and I don't remember what the reference was, but he, he, we started talking about how cool the theme song was. Yeah. Denver, the last dinosaur. <laughs> He's my friend and a whole lot more. Everything was better. Uh, but it wasn't. Everything sucked yeah. when you're in, your, in, your, Dude, in, a, in a, our collective go, childhood. Go back and watch some old episodes of Transformers, some old episodes of G.I. Joe. And don't cheat and watch like the Rise of Pantora Rise miniseries that they did. Or Just that, pick a... Random, yeah, pick random shot episode. Watch the G.I. Joe episode where Cobra is like buying up rocket themed restaurants and, and like <laughs> actually hiding rockets inside them. Watch some of those fucking stupid episodes. Mm-hmm. Or like any of the episodes where Shipwreck got the like fucking fish woman girlfriend. <laughs> Bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Fucking G.I. Joe. Or anything with Quick Kick. How about that? Fuck that. Dude. Anything with Quick Kick. I hate Lifeline. Yeah, like, shit. Why was he in G.I. Joe if he was a pacifist? 
He wouldn't shoot a gun. Why was he in G.I. Remember, his toy came with a gun. Remember Low Light, the dude who had like the fucking like laser goggle, like yeah. the, the night vision stuff. And his his dark secret was is that he was scared of the dark. That's why he always had the night vision shit on. And he specialized <laughs> as a fucking like you know night night vision night specialist. Night vision specialist because he was afraid of the dark. Oh god, that's beautiful. Oh shit. That's the best origin story I've ever heard. Shit. Fucking. Yeah, your 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 childhood sucked. It did. It did. I'm sorry, Kids guys. today, though, pr- will probably have good childhoods because yeah. Adventure Time is g- legitimately good. Dude, the new Turtle so Show is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, most ch- children's pro- programming in the last, what, five, ten years has been yeah. really good. Like, Avatar? Like, the last Airbender show? Oh, okay, yeah. Like, yeah. kids growing up on that, they're going to be like, holy shit, this is... Legitimate television, well, not the shit that we I think a lot of like what happened is like the new generation grew up and then they like remember like these cool cartoons, so they created like cool cartoons, but they also like have respect for like actual story, you know, and st- structure and stuff like that, and not just making a paycheck. Yeah, like everything was back in the day. Not everything back in the day was used to. It was as cheap as possible to sell a toy line, mm. and and now it's actually, you know, let's make legitimate TV. Yeah, or cartoons for kids that adults will probably also watch too. Yeah, I, I think, and especially with these kind of like revivals, like with My Little Pony, you know, that's a case where the the like Lawrence Faust, Faust and like all the other people who worked on that show grew up with it, but then they actually had talent, so they're like, well, let's bring this show back, but let's make it great. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, it's it's a fun you know cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, really weird, uh, weirdly obsessed. It's false. My Little Pony has Rob. has the same level of following that ICP has. Yeah, are they a gang? Are Bronies a gang official? I mean, uh, technically, they should be. They should. If be, we're going to yeah. be I mean, fair about let's, it, let's contact the FBI and report Rob. But <laughs> <laughs> we know the ringleader. <laughs> we think he's one of like the. <laughs> the chiefs of the clan, or whatever, the grand, the grand wizard, yeah, the wizard <laughs> ponies, <laughs> the chief equestrian, <laughs> the high horse himself. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think that's a lot of it is people grow. Now you have like some cases where there were a few actually pretty decent. Um, shows like back in the day, mm-hmm. um, Captain Power and the Soldiers of Tomorrow. Yeah, dude, that was a legit good series. I mean, I had the the I had the plane. I had the plane. Then you and shoot I had, up the I tape, got a yeah. bunch of figures, and I would like watch it. I would tape it on VHS, and I would sit there and like every weekend record it, and then I'd shoot. But the stories were really good, and it was actually J. Michael Straczynski who you know went on to do Babylon Five and write a pretty shitty run on Spider Man. Um, <laughs> But, uh, sorry, it was just not a good run. Well, fucking Ezekiel shit, what the hell? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Real Ghostbusters, he was also a story editor on that. There was some legit, you know, really decent, uh, real, most episodes of Real Ghostbusters were pretty good, until they got into, like, the later, like, the Slimer. Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. And then that's when they, like, started treating the ghosts as if they were, like, escaped crooks and shit like that. And, like, the Ghostbusters were cops. Rather than it being like kind of supernaturally and stuff like that, so yeah, they kind of fucked it up. Yeah, and half of the episode was about Slimer digging through trash or something like that. Yeah, and when they uh, when they replaced uh, Lorenzo Music with uh, Dave Coulier as Peter Bankman, that was another uh, Dick move, Bill Murray. Isn't that yeah. because Bill Murray complained and got the guy fired? I don't didn't... know if that's true or not, um, it, but it's yeah, it's kind of 
Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Because Bill Murray is kind of notorious for being kind of a dickhead sometimes, mm-hmm. especially back when, uh, like in the the eighties, when he was uh, spent a lot of time with Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> and he seemed to have mellowed out a lot. Yeah, like he's pretty much up for whatever. Oh, he got old enough to not give a fuck about anything. Yeah, you know, and now he's just like whatever. <laughs> Like, he'll just make appearances on random things that you're like, why the fuck is Bill Murray in this? Yeah, why not? Zombieland, man. I didn't like the Bill Murray uh, Christmas special. No. Um, I don't think it was what anyone was expecting. Yep. And that's the thing. I think it was like he was trying to be too artsy, mm-hmm. you know? Or Sofia Coppola was. Yeah, whoever wrote it. Yeah. So I, th- I, I think they had a, a, a picture of what they wanted and they did that, but that's not what everyone else wanted from the Bill Murray Christmas special. No, they wanted it to be like a Christmas special, where they wanted it to be what the, the what the Chris his in the movie, yeah, his thing was supposed to be. <sighs> oh well, there's always next year. Yeah, dude, uh, Venture Brothers started back up. Yeah, I hear that. I saw the first two episodes. The first two episodes are out. It's uh, it's Venture Brothers, and it's still fucking great. I hear that was last year, or so they put out like an hour long special. Um, I don't know if it was hour long. May may have been. Um, it was yeah. It was last year. It kind of bridged um, season five to season six, mm-hmm. and it pretty much sets up um, what uh, like the whole plot of season six, where the ventures moved to New York. Oh, which okay. I won't spoil. Wait, I'm trying to think of what the last episode I watched was. Hmm. How did season four end? Spoilers. Was that the one with the orb? I can't remember because they all kind of blend together. Yeah. Okay. So I got to figure out where I left off. Well, they're all on Hulu, um, like seasons one through five. Oh, cool. So you can catch up, including um, the uh, the specials and shit. I think they should, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I think those fall under like the uh, episode yeah. the episode things, but I don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, man, Venture Brothers is just fantastic. If you guys haven't watched Venture Brothers, Steven. It's on Hulu. You have my fucking login on Hulu, so I have no excuse. Catch and if you want his login, man. just no. I've actually hit the limit on people. I can give that. I can share that with without it causing problems for me. Yeah, but yeah. Sorry, Stephen got there first. That's the thing. Everybody like I share all of my streaming services with someone. I need to get a streaming service that I can give to to pay back everyone else, basically. So I'm trying to figure out what that should be. I don't know. I'm thinking about getting CISO. That's the you see it's comedy so, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm waiting for Harmon Quest to start before I actually start subscribing. Was oh, it NBC doing it? It's an NBC owns it, but it has a. Um, CISO is basically it's like a comedy streaming service, mm-hmm. and it's going to have original stuff, um, but like Harmon Quest, which is essentially an animated version of Dan Harmon's D&D Adventures. Which, which I'm pretty excited to see. I'm, I'm excited. Um, the the kind of test animation that they did like a while back mm-hmm. um, was pretty cool. It's kind of like the Ricky Gervais show on HBO where they animate like... The, I've enjoyed uh, some of that, that show. Yeah. But it's them playing D&D and animating it. Um, but they also are... Uh, they have like a ton of like shit in their archives. They've got a bunch of SNL stuff because, of course, NBC. But they also had like Monty Python. They had uh, Kids in the Hall. They had um, The Young Ones, Faulty Towers. Like the whole runs of those shows. Nice. Which is really damn cool. So there's a lot of good content on there. Plus like Parks and Recreation. Basically anything NBC owns is on there. It's just going to become a problem, though, where if you weren't sharing with friends... 
you would have to subscribe to nine or twenty of these streaming services. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that's going to be what cable eventually, is, TV eventually is, is that? Yeah, and and it's and then eventually they'll all combine under one network where you sign up for essentially cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll give you access to all these different sites that have streaming services. So therefore, you have cable again, which I would be kind of fine with. If I mean, because if you think about it, if if you get like maybe like five or six of these streaming services, it's still cheaper than having like, cable. Having cable, the downside is, of course, if you know you don't have fast internet mm-hmm. uh, or you have a data cap, that's going to really suck for those people. But I mean, I I might do like five or six services. I mean, right now I already do Netflix. I do Hulu, um, Hulu WWE, I do WWE. Um, I don't have anything else at the moment. I, I'm borrowing like uh, someone else's Amazon Prime, and I'm borrowing Walt's HBO Go. But <clears throat> um, there's talk that like they pulled all the Doctor Who episodes off of Hulu and Netflix. Is that because BBC is going to do one? Apparently BBC is doing uh, talking about doing their own streaming service. And there's been kind of rumblings that CW might be doing the same thing, where they might be pulling like the Flash and Arrow from Netflix and starting up a... I'm not going to pay for a fucking CW streaming service. Mm-hmm. CBS is doing the thing where um, they're, they're doing a new Star Trek live action series. And the pilot is going to be available like everywhere on YouTube and everything like that. But then, if you want to watch the rest of the series, it's going to be exclusive to CBS's new streaming service. Exactly. And I'm just like, I the, you don't make enough money to, to yeah yeah. And if if you want to subscribe to all these, you have to cancel your cable to be able to pay for it. Which I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of sh- like, do I give a fuck about the Outdoors Network or the Tennis Channel or you know? Really, any sports channel. Well, what will happen is eventually the NBC streaming service will buy out these networks and then offer them under that platform. Mm-hmm. You know, that way, you, you, it, and then and then the CW network will pick up whatever is on you know this channel and this channel, and then Discovery Channel will release its own streaming, ser- which would be pretty fucking cool actually. <laughs> if there's a streaming service devoted to nothing but. Discovery Channel, History Channel, shit. That'd be cool. That'd be cool, but I, I'm so like disillusioned with those channels now. I mean, the, they fucking like the last Discovery uh, program that actually kind of had something to do with science was MythBusters, and that's canceled now. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, they did yeah. go what twelve seasons. Yeah, which fair enough, but I mean, it, it, they're replacing it with like shit like fucking Ice Road Truckers and stuff like that. Yeah, on that's History true. Channel. I mean, at least like uh, Alaskan Bushmen. And yeah, like the gold, uh, the gold. Some of those shows I like, but some yeah. of them are good. But what the fuck does like the fucking one about them, like Alaskan Gold Rush, like have to do with history? They never talk about history in there. If they at least talked about it, no, it's like these, like oh, so and so needs to get eighty ounces by the end of Saturday, but their digger broke down. Can they fix it in time? Oh no, we're going to be on, you know. And it's like it's these arbitrary goals that they're setting that doesn't even fucking mean anything. <laughs> Because they're getting paid to be on a goddamn reality show anyway. Right. So it, uh, I do like Deadliest Catch, though. I do like Deadliest Catch. Because even though every it's just like at the end of each episode, it's like, the Time Bandit comes in with 800,000 pounds, and then it, like, it ranks the boats on pounds of crab that they caught. But it's still entertaining somehow, because it's just... Yeah. I don't know how Deadliest Catch is entertaining. Because I shouldn't care. See, stuff like American Pickers and Pawn Stars, at least they kind of pretend... They try to tie in They're the like, sides. oh yeah, here's like a fucking bayonet from the Napoleonic So War. they bring in their experts yeah. to talk about it. For they talk about seconds. it. It's like, oh look, we, we, we snuck some history on you, motherfucker. Again, I shouldn't necessarily care about Pawn Stars. Yeah, watching it because like they'll bring in a, they'll bring a Jackie Robinson thing, and I'm like, ooh, 
and I don't give a fuck about sports. Yeah. But I'm, when it's on Pawn Stars, I'm like, what's up but with you, this thing? Yeah, but I mean, most people watch it because they like the dumbass characters in it. You yeah. Know? Like the, the crazy-ass, like, owner-dad dude, and then, like, the fat, retarded guy. Chumbling? Chumbling, yeah. Yeah. Who's kind of skinny now. I'm sorry, I need to stop saying retarded so much. I did it three times already. I did. Have you been keeping count? <laughs> if I did it in front of a mirror, all of a sudden quirky from life goes on. What Aww. <laughs> I asked you, I forgot my toothbrush. <laughs> uh. I thought you were keeping track so when you get home you can like whip yourself for every time <laughs> yeah, that you've yeah. said it. Yeah. Try to beat me, beat it out of you. I should. I deserve it. I'm a bad person. Yeah, you are. Man, what's happening in uh, the near future? Magfest, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. The video game convention. I'm going to be going this year. You talked about maybe possibly going next year. Yeah. Which would be really I'll make more money now, so now yeah. I can try to save money to be able to blow money at a convention again. Yep. Um, it's, uh, what is this? God, I, I've lost track of what number it is. 10? Um, 13? Uh, I think it's well past 13. I don't know. 16? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be in National Harbor, Maryland in uh, about two weeks from when we're recording this. Uh, I'm going to meet up with Connor, who's my co-host on Radio Detroit and a fan of this show. What up, Connor? Um, we're going to record a couple episodes of APR while we're up there, uh, mm-hmm. most likely. So expect uh, us, you know, I'm going to mail it to you and hopefully uh, yeah, I'll get it, posted. it should be insane and uh, we'll probably be trashed for at least one of them. But uh, it's going to be you good. aim to be trashed for all of them. That'll probably happen. Usually, like, MAGFest, like, once it gets into uh, the first, like, evening, you're just trashed, and at that point, you're, uh, you know, drinking constantly, or someone's giving you a flask. Some random dude comes up and offers you their drink, and you're like, sure, why the fuck not? I ate three brownies, and I'm, I don't give a fuck about anything. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get roofied this year. It's possible. I mean, I I am really, uh... Been sold into human trafficking. It's happened before. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's every. Uh, uh, Magfest has been getting like bigger and bigger, and it's it's kind of to the point where I'm like, ah, shit, man, it's getting a little. It's getting to the point where it's going to be too anxiety causing with all the people and the crowds and lines well, and everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like packs bad, but I remember like the first couple years I went, you could go to the arcade and you'd pretty much be able to hop onto a game you wanted to play in like no time, and mm-hmm. now you're waiting like 10, 15 minutes and shit, and you've got to stalk out, you know, the... Uh, so it was like back when arcades were big, and then you actually had to wait to play a video game, and you'd put yeah. your quarter on it and be like, I'm next. Yeah. I did uh, hear apparently the... Um, dude who's in charge of, like, the pinball uh, machine planning. He's getting, like, a lot more this year. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really sweet. Because last year I didn't get to spend as nearly as much time on uh, the pinball tables as I wanted to, mainly because they're usually taken up, or the ones that were open are like, uh, I don't give a fuck about this one. Yeah. I like yeah. pinball. I love pinball. It'd be cool to have a pinball machine. Oh, God. I want one so I would like Medieval Madness. Yes. That's the one I want. Medieval Madness is one of my all-time favorite tables. Um, that, uh, God, what was the, uh, mon- uh, like, the Monsters of Rock or whatever? I've never played that one. It's basically the classic Universal Monsters, mm-hmm. um, but they're all in a rock band. Oh, nice. Um, so you've got, like, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Gillman, um, Dracula, the Bride of Frankenstein, and, uh, you know, the Mummy, and... You have to convince them all to get the band back together by hitting, like, the different, like, various, uh, like, loops and stuff like that, or targets to get them all, and then if you can do it all in one ball, you can get, like, a fucking, like, crazy-ass 
like wizard mode where uh, they all like have like this big ass fucking uh, like rock off. Nice. Um, and I remember I, I was able to pull that off like the wizard mode once um, on that damn thing, and it's still to like this day like one of my favorite fucking achievements because I, I nailed it all on one single ball and I got like crazy ass points. I'll never beat that high score. What was the first video game you beat? That I actually finished? Yes. Mm. And um, how excited were you super pumped? Like, because it was the first video game that you've ever beaten? Beaten? I mean, you could say, like, something like Donkey Kong, where I got through all the stages, but then it just kind of repeats, mm-hmm. you know? I mean. Uh, oh, you got that far in Donkey Kong? Yeah, yeah, yeah like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the arcades were everywhere, and so I had plenty of opportunities. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess you could say I, you know, blowing up the Death Star in the vector-based Star Wars game. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, literally, that's more of like just beating the level because mm-hmm. then it would just have another like stage where it was slightly harder. They said more ties and more turrets would shoot at you. But I mean, I think that's probably the first time where you got that accomplishment. Like, oh shit, I did it! You know, I, I went through the transfer <coughs> and I blew up the Death Star. Uh, but probably, like, realistically, the the first game. That I actually finished would probably be the original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I don't think I've ever beaten an arcade game except like in an actual arcade, except for the Turtle game. Because mm-hmm. I remember we kept pumping money into that at, at, at Showbiz Pizza. <laughs> but that was very satisfying, even though it probably yeah. cost twenty bucks just to get through that game. Yeah, um, time. but uh, I think the first video game, like console game, that we ever beat, me and my brother, because we didn't have a Nintendo. We we started with the Super Nintendo. We beat this game called Strike Gunner, which is some top yeah, game, yeah. like shooting game in space, which is great. But we were so excited, we brought out a mini tape recorder and recorded the ending of it. And we were just standing like April third, nineteen ninety two. We just beat Strike Gunner. You're documenting this for posterity. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, we talked about our strategy about how to do it. And I wish I could fucking find that tape and play it on this podcast. Um, Holy shit, that'd be good. My brother and I, we would run the VCR um, through uh, the NES, mm-hmm. so we'd tape ourselves playing NES games. And like, I remember we'd probably have one or two tapes somewhere that has us like going through the SNES version of Captain America and the Avengers, or nice, or Double Dragon Two, or something like that. But yeah, we would go through and we'd tape ourselves like playing through the game. If you could find that tape, it'd be cool for you and your brother to sit down and record a commentary for. Oh God, that would be that'd cool. be cool. I don't. I, I wish I knew, but man, the, the chances are it's most likely like rotted or been thrown away. Mm-hmm. But man, I wish we could uh, pull some of that off. I have a tape of the old stop animation movies that me and Rob made with nice. clay things. And it's like 45 minutes of stop animation movies that we did. I need to convert that and put that on YouTube. Have just, I... <laughs> just, so, just so everyone can see how stupid we were. Oh, uh, the, uh, um, the uh, XWF uh, oh, God. tapes that Steven cleaned up and converted. And put yeah, up. I was ashamed when he put those on, uh, up on the internet. Oh, dude, I loved it. Because it was, it's not, it, we, it's, it's not even backyard wrestling. Yeah. It's, it's essentially, it's what I call front yard wrestling, <laughs> which is really shitty, not really trying backyard wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's still great to watch. It's still <sighs> amazing. Yeah, I wanted to get with Rob and do commentary, like, <laughs> like announcer commentary for it. And redo the music and like play the actual songs when we come out. Whatever POD or system of a down song was popular at the time. I remember there was a lot of Godsmack we played during that. <laughs> oh fuck, those were good times. Oh man, 
Attitude era, man. Yep. Don't try this at home. <laughs> oh, shit. What was I going to say? Forgot. But no, MAGFest, um, it's going to be great. Uh, I haven't even looked at half the bands that are there. All I know is that Metroid Metal is playing on Thursday, and I won't get, be getting there until Friday at around noon, which pisses me off. But mm-hmm. oh well. They're pretty sweet. Um, yeah, expect a couple episodes uh, of the podcast recorded from there. Uh, what else have you been uh, doing lately? I've been thinking about horror conventions, and I haven't been to a horror movie convention in a few years. Mm. Would you want to go to one of those at some point? Um, I, I would actually. I was uh, had mentioned to uh, Richie and Ian. I'd like. I wouldn't mind going to like scares. Uh, scares at care this summer. Yeah, yeah. Because horror finds not really a thing anymore, is it? No, but there's like several other yeah. similarly similarly sized horror movie conventions. I mean, I'm, I'm not nearly as into horror. As like you or Richie or Ian are, I mean, I it's a horror I like, but I really it's something I kind of fell out of like in the after the two thousands, mm-hmm. and I this past October I did that whole like thirty one days of horror. We watched thirty one horror movies. Yeah, and I uh, kind of tweeted out or like Facebooked a little thing for each one, and that was cool because it allowed me to catch up with a lot of shit that I just missed over the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's the one where they're in the fucking cave? Descent. Descent and Descent 2, which is not nearly as good, but it's still kind of good. <laughs> I liked it. I think I like the Descent 2 better as a movie. But I like the effects of the Descent 1 because the Bat Monkeys look fucking creepy. Yeah, they look better in the first one, I thought. I didn't like the the redesign that they did on that. But the second one was just, I felt like it had a better movie. Well, it was a better movie. Mainly because I hated all the characters in the Descent yeah. Part 1. They were all bitches who hated each other. Yeah. And I didn't relate to any of them, nor did I care when they died. At least in the second one, I was like, oh, shit, there's cops, and they gotta go get the bat monkeys and try to rescue everybody. Alright, I'm in. Why would, I mean, I know that, like, the idea is that, like, one of them was a senator's daughter or something, which is why it was really important. Mm-hmm. But why would you, like, just would you send, like, two cave divers that actually have experience... Plus two deputies that have no fucking experience. It would be only cave divers. Just send the fucking cave divers that know what they're doing because you're going to cause an accident, dumb fuck. And, and the person who just escaped, bring her back. Yeah, let's bring her too. No, leave her in the fucking cell because she's obviously traumatized and crazy as no, fuck. No, but she could be an she could be an asset because she knows what's down there, man. Mm. It's like when uh, when Ripley was just uh, thawed from the, from from the cryo sleep, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, you're back." We, to life yeah. and everything, trying to rebuild what little of your life you can. Yeah. By the way, your daughter died of old age yeah. while you were asleep, asshole. So let's take you back to where those things that you keep talking about being terrified of—they're there. I know that you just woke up and have a lot to deal with, but come on. I was not mad Ripley. about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said Baba Duck. I think I already talked about how shitty that movie is. I haven't seen the Baba Duke. Yeah, fuck the Baba. I watched Bone Tomahawk. How was that? I heard it was good. Things. It was yeah. good. It is not a horror movie, like everyone says it is. It's like a Western cannibalism movie, isn't it? Yeah, because always it was described to everybody, every, to me by everybody, as a Western horror movie, hmm. and through like seventy nine percent of the movie is just straight up Western, hmm. like like a bloody awesome Western, you know, with people getting shot and everything, and then them talking, and then them going on a walking horse adventure and shit. But then there's one scene towards the end that is you could consider horror. Okay. And everything else is just like savages, cowboys. Well then, why are they calling it a western horror movie? Because it's a really gory scene. 
I guess, but yeah, but I mean, that doesn't make the whole fucking movie a horror movie just because like it has a horrible scene. And, and Kurt Russell is essentially playing Wyatt Earp again from Tombstone. All oh, right, on. so because he's the sheriff of this little town and he's got like the mustache and they get fat Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good. Right like uh, I, I like it. I'm, I want to buy it, but it is not at all a western horror movie. It is a western with a gory scene. So I, I, cannibals <laughs> cutting a guy. I've started, uh, I've gotten completely obsessed with this browser game. In fact, this is possibly the longest in a while that I've gone without uh, actually uh, using any of uh, my actions. It's called Fallen London. Uh, mm-hmm. Like F-A-L-L-E-N. And what it is, it's this uh, browser game, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure RPG type thing. Yeah. Um, you have like so many actions that you can bank up and then spend, and what you go through, and it's basically like kind of telling you these stories set in this Victorian era alternate history London, mm-hmm. where 30 years ago, after like Prince Albert uh, died of typhoid, Queen Victoria was so distraught that she made a deal with this dark entity known as the Bazaar. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, a swarm of bats came and stole London and brought it miles underground. Um, and it now exists on the back of this creepy ass entity, like in this like dark underground realm That's on weird. this like black endless ocean. And uh, you find out that this is the fifth such city that's been brought down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you play a character that uh, kind of escapes from, like, the, the prison there, and you make your own way, and you can um, take, uh, like, choose, like, different little missions or quests that will raise up uh, some of your uh, different stats, like, say, Persuasion, or Dangerous, or yeah. Watchful, or Shadowy. And um, you go to different districts, you meet different people, interact, you, you've got all these stats, like your association with different factions go up or down, um, you get like items, you collect stuff that you can sell. Is this sell. an app game? Or like a uh, well, it's a browser game, and it is actually coming to iOS. Uh-huh. And uh, they also said they're going to be doing like an Android app. It's free to play, but they do have like of course. paid... Add-on things, yeah. which um, you can like buy extra stories and stuff like that, or you can subscribe to get like exceptional things. But there's it, this has been going on for like seven years now. Jesus, there's so much free content that you don't need to pay anything for a long, long fucking time. Yeah, and uh, if you're patient enough, you know your turns will regenerate. You can use them. Like I spent like most of today, I've been spending trying to uh, fend off a form uh, a swarm of. Rats that invaded my lodgings, mm-hmm. but um, these aren't like normal rats. They actually have been using small amounts of dynamite to burrow, burrow into my lodging <laughs> and take over and talk and harass me. They're like intelligent rats. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all this weird, supernatural, creepy, kind of vaguely Lovecraftian things. There's uh, um, creatures called snuffers, which steal people's faces and, and impersonate them and eat candles. Um, there's, yeah, there's like all these weird monstrosities and bizarre things down there. And there's an insane amount of lore to this world that you get like little bits and pieces of as you play these different stories. So that's what's kind of addicting is you, you're going to go, you're going through and I'm just like playing stuff because I want to see where the story goes, mm-hmm. you know, or I want to seduce like the, uh, the artist's model and stuff like that, or I want to interact with spies or I want to solve crimes for the constant. Um, for the local constables, or I want to be a criminal. 
mm-hmm. or I want to go and like uh, like arm wrestle and shit like that at the like roughneck bar, or go to the docks and interact with sailors. The the way I discovered this game, um, which I'm surprised I've never heard of until now, was I had gotten uh, they had a free weekend for this game called Sunless Sea, mm-hmm. and it's kind of uh, like a rogue like version of Sid Pi- uh, Sid Meier's Pirates, where you're uh, in the same world, you're a, a sea captain, like on the Untersee, which is this ocean underneath the earth. Yeah. And uh, you go around and you can uh, buy merchandise, sell it, and stuff like that. But it's mostly about exploring and finding these new ports and getting port reports and clicking through and talking to the different people. And you get all these little story things through that. And then I, it's basically, yeah, set in the world of Fallen London. So I start Googling that. I find out it's this free to play browser game, which had really good reviews and people were raving about six years ago when I completely missed it somehow. So I've been uh, playing the shit out of that. It plays really well on my just mobile Chrome browser on my phone. Yeah. So it's like it's not like some things where it just doesn't work. It just works perfectly fine in Chrome on, on uh, my I'll have to S3. check that out because I'm really tired of my current cell phone game. Yeah, I'm really tired of the Dragon Ball Z docking battle. I sent, I, I, I posted a link to it in uh, the Church of the Holy Weirdo group um, not too long ago. Um, I'll send you a link, and you can um, add friends and stuff like that to it, and you can like send letters or challenge other friends to games of chess. You can basically like benefit, like kind of mutually benefit each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like if your nightmares quality starts going up too high because you've been like investigating forbidden knowledge or something like that. Um, you can uh, invite a friend over and tell them tales of terror, which will drop your nightmares by a significant degree, but give your friend like one or two. So it's kind of like you work off each other. You, you, you balance it out that way. It's uh, really very cool. Again, fallenlondon.com. I'm Mixias Pitalik on there, M-X-Y-Z-P-T-L-K. So if you decide to check out the game and you get into it, add me uh, as a contact. And I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll send letters and maybe we'll get married or something in the game. Ooh. You can get married in the game. You can have torrid affairs. It's, it's great. I, I hope that you plan to have a torrid affair. With one of the listeners, I, well, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll sign up so I can have a tour affair with you. Oh, they could have, they could get married and then have a tour affair with all of us. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what everyone always wanted. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one of the things I like about it that I, I think is cool is basically it's you can you know assign a, a gender to your character or you can kind of like it's none of your business or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, it's like I, I've like played missions where I seduced like this. Uh, um, like a female artist model, and then I'm like, well, now I'm going to seduce the artist and shit like that. It's like I'm just like a fucking Captain Jack Harkness, like pansexual, like crazy ass. I'll fuck anything that moves. Oh, a devil wants to like send me like a note. I'm going to flirt back with the devil. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's Is Second Life still a thing? It's still around. Um, it's. Nowhere near what it was back at its height. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of the market fell out for some of that. It's still around. People still pay like real money, but the whole idea where like like concert venues or like like musicians would do live concerts like in the game and shit, or they'd have like virtual corporate headquarters for actual corporations and the thing. I don't think that's still happening mm-hmm. anymore. I, don't, I just. I think everyone realized that this is kind of some dumb bullshit. Like, I downloaded it once, because I thought it was an actual MMO. Like, there mm. was 
quests and like you know like an MMO. And then no, it's not. No, it's a lot of people running around that are cats. Yeah, like legitimate like lions. Yeah, because you can make your character a lion. There's well, there's a lot of like furry. There's a lot of like kind of a sexual subculture to that. There are, like, people who, like, design genitalia that you can buy and put on your character. Yep. And then they'll, like, like create animations you can buy for real fucking cash to, like, basically virtually fuck other people. I don't get the appeal, but there's a big contingent of furries on there. And almost as big, but even more disturbing, the Gorians. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Uh, I've heard of that, but I don't know what that is. Okay, the um, the Gorians, like the the Gore series, where the, is the series of like kind of a, it's a sci-fi series mm-hmm. um, by this author. I think he's long dead, most likely. Um, but it takes place on a counter Earth, which is basically another planet mm-hmm. that um, revolves around the sun, like exactly opposite to us. So we never see it, and yeah, we never see it. And there's like basically these like highly advanced aliens came and took people from our Earth Mm -hmm. from, like, various different time periods and shit like that and brought them to this counter-Earth as some kind of weird experiment. And it's basically kind of like this barbarian fantasy, like, um, society, like, rule of might and shit like that. But it's very much heavily into the kind of, like, big, burly, muscle man, badass alpha dude. And women are basically sex slaves and property. So it's it's kind of like every Frank Frazetta picture you see big burly hulking barbarian dude with yeah. like a scantily clad chick clinging to his a leg. It's basically that with just really fucked up weird ideas of roles of uh, of the various sexes in society. So they did an MST3K episode called Outlaw of Gore. Uh-huh. That's based. That's a movie that was made based on one of those books. Oh, uh, like there's this guy who was a uh, uh, like a history professor or something like that on Earth who gets warped to Gore and basically kind of John Carter's his way up to being like the the ultimate badass warrior hero dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole like sexual subculture around it is very heavily into these dudes who imagine themselves as big, burly, muscle, barbarian dudes. Codans. And women who are basically treated like like cattle, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so it, it's kind of this weird Frank Frazetta fantasy version of like a master uh, sub-type relationship. Thing. Yeah. On Second Life. Yeah. Um... So well, they, they role-play this shit, where well, they I mean, just get off on the idea of, like, big being... And the people who actually do this, because there are people who meet in real life, and, like, you know, like, cosplay and do this. But, of course, you can imagine that the dudes don't look like fucking Conan, yeah, and the chicks don't look like uh, fucking... Uh, Red Sonja. Red Sonja. Who, who played her? Uh, Brigitte Nielsen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Who's the the chick who was in the first Conan movie, the Conan the Barbarian? Oh, I don't remember. The one who kind of looks like Charlotte, but cuter. Yeah, she does kind of look like WWE Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Then she died, and Conan was sad about it. Yeah, but then she was like reborn as a Valkyrie and saved him at the last minute. Yeah, or he pictured her as a Valkyrie. I guess something happened. 
You want to live forever? That was a good movie. That, <laughs> that first Conan movie. First, yeah, the second one. No, it wasn't. And I wanted the uh, the remake uh, sequel, whatever that was. Dude, I wanted that to be good. I like. I sat down and started watching that. I was like, I'm gonna give this a chance because it has fucking Khal Drogo in it as Conan. Right on, dude. I got like about 25 minutes into it. I'm like off. Yep. I no. I just can't, dude. This is shit. This is fucking dog shit. Yeah, it was, it was a terrible story. A terrible everything. I, I couldn't finish it. I literally gave it 50 minutes and it, I quit. I, I tapped out. I like this Conan video game. That one bad. Not yeah, Age the, of Conan, the other the, one. Uh, Not the MMO. The, no, the the one that came... I have it on 360. Um, it had uh, Ron Perlman as the voice of Conan in that. Yeah, that was and just a God of War clone, but it was still really much. fun. It was really good, and it had this really cool art style that made it look kind of like an oil painting. Yeah. And it, it was... Unfortunate. I think what they should have done is I think the camera should have been pushed in a little more because you really couldn't appreciate like the amount of work that went into that art style. Yeah, it was very much kind of a God of War, you know, knockoff. Yeah, but it, it's good. It's I really enjoyed my time with it. I, I actually I've been uh, thinking about going picking that back up and replaying it. Yeah, that would be cool. Or playing the original or playing the the Wolverine Origins game again would be fun. Mm. I have uh, both of those on 360 if you want to borrow them. Yeah. Uh, yet another God of War clone. Yep. It's pretty much just Wolverine hacking. But that's what you want with a Wolverine game is just him hacking and slashing everything bleeding. Mm-hmm. And it had such that, that fucking uh, like flesh regeneration mechanic. Oh, that was great. Where you, like, you, your Wolverine would get shredded like to the point where you could see like his rib cage sticking through and like all the flesh, almost and all he, the flesh would be on And then as your, as your health bar like rejuvenated yeah, your you shit would grow back the, you, you get to see like all the uh, the muscles and everything grow back it was such a cool effect and his shirt though too yeah his shirt would eventually come back I'm not sure exactly why that happened but uh like so whenever something would reset like or, or like you go into a different room oh Wolverine's got a shirt on again Secondary mutation. Ah, uh, yes. That'd be handy as shit. Yeah, regenerate clothes. <clears throat> That'd be so cool. I would save so much money if that was my even my my main <laughs> X Men power was I can I can generate clothes on myself. That'd be great because every time I'd like accidentally rip like one of my favorite shirts, I'd be like, oh fuck. Well, I'll wait like ten minutes. And that always made me wonder about Mystique because I know Mystique has pretend like in uh, the probably hundreds of times has pretended to be a woman. And then has sex with a guy and then probably kills him for something or whatever, right? Or does does something like that. Yeah. Or has pretended well, to be another woman. Is and a woman. I mean, but wait, I mean... No, I'm saying in the comic, I'm pretty sure that at some point she's been like, I'm morphed into a, a woman in a red dress. Okay. Or, or, or whatever. And then she goes and has sex with a guy, right? Mm-hmm. How does she take off her dress? It's part of her body. Yeah. She can't throw it, so she's got to make it like disappear into it, her it, own it, self. So how does she keep up the the subterfuge of not being able to take off her shirt properly? I because mean, if I, she she could, but then it would be attached to her hand because it's part of her body. She can't drop it because then it would be like throwing your fingers at the floor. I would hope that like the way I would assume it would work is like she can generate clothes like you know as part of her. But I'd say if she's like planning on I'm going to go out and fuck tonight. I would hope that she'd actually put on an actual outfit so she could keep up the deception. Because, other, yeah, I mean, how would you remove clothes that are you've generated as part of you? But I've never seen her wear real clothes. Anytime she shapeshifts, she's just yeah. shifting, like, from Mystique to fucking this guy to that guy to this guy, you know, in the comics. She's never actually, and, you know, she's never, 
Oh, in the comics, she's never naked, like what's her name is in the movies. Yeah. But you know, she's always wearing clothes and then just straight up turns into a different person. So I don't think she's ever worn clothes. I mean, uh, you're right. Comics are bullshit. I don't even know why we fucking like them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're dumb. They're terrible. Dude. Unless she can throw the shirt on the ground, <clears throat> and it's like discard discarding. Like you, it's like clipping your fingernails. Maybe she she's lo- throwing dead cells at the ground. Oh, that's so gross, though. Like, like she, what gets, happens if she leaves and like leaves it there? Like if you come back like rot. two days later, would it just be like, yeah, like like that shit you peel off your toes when you've been in the tub too long? <laughs> now here's the thing. Maybe like her. He clothes, picks it up in the morning and it just like yeah. is dead foot skin. Maybe she's like bayonetta. Like maybe like her clothes are made out of like hair that she grows out as part of her shape shifting. So, like, essentially, she that way, she, if she wanted to get rid of a dress, it would be just, like, cutting off some of your hair and tossing it. Aside. Right, and then she could make it grow then back. she just grow back, because, yeah. I mean, I guess. That, that's how I would explain it if, you know, I wanted to win a no prize or something like that. I'm going to write in. You should. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking, like, Facebook Stanley right now with my theory. He'll be like, who the fuck are you? He just responds with Excelsior. <laughs> Well done, true believer. He's like, you didn't answer my question. And he's like, I'm old, I don't care. I don't even run my own Facebook group. Uh, Superheroes don't make sense. No, they don't. That's why they're not real, and we don't have them in real life. And Magneto shouldn't be called Magneto, because the only metal that can be attracted to a magnet is what, iron? Iron, yeah. Yeah, so, and most of the time he's not controlling iron. No. It's no. every metal. Yeah, he can, I mean, yeah, and even ones that aren't particularly magnetic, he can just control it. Mm-hmm. Like, the Sentinels would get around that by, like, just making themselves out of plastic or something like that. Which is what they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, they did that in, like, the, the comic and the cartoon, too. Yeah. I mean, they did that in, uh, um, shit, like an old X-Men, uh... Avengers crossover comic. Yeah, I think the like, Sentinels were coming after Magneto, and uh, like it specifically, like he tried to uh, like manipulate it or like bust up the Sentinel, and it wouldn't work. And the Sentinel basically like fucking monologued and said, "Ah, this particular model was designed specifically to neutralize your powers by being created out of a plastic polymer." Blah blah blah. And so then, like um, Magneto, the, which they were fighting like the middle of this like beach, mm-hmm. like. Uh, giant ship. He's just like, oh, okay, in that case, I'm just gonna, like, rip chunks off the ship and throw it right at the Sentinel and, like, bust his ass. He's like, well, you thought that one through, huh, robot? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Then you can't make anything electronic out of not metal. Yeah. You need metal in there somewhere. But, again, I'm nitpicking. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I like that in old comics back in the day, every line of dialogue explained the entire storyline. It, it's it's kind of sucked to read. Now, yeah, but it was—I'm sure it was very helpful back then because you pick up any issue of X-Men and they monologue so much about everything that has ever happened that you, you immediately know the story going on. Anytime two mutants fought, they had to explain how their powers work to each other. Yeah, but like in modern comics now, if you try to pick up a random issue, you have to go back ten years to when the initial storyline started that set up the shit that's going on now. Like what civil like the, the the Avengers disassembled went all the way through to Secret Invasion and that was like ten fucking years, twelve yeah. years of 
one big setup to this ongoing story that all connected to events ten years ago. God, it, it went on forever and ever. And it was good if uh, you yeah. if you went along with it, but it, like I think if you picked up an issue in the middle, you'd be like, I have no why the why the fuck is this a team? Well, the, the, I think what happened is is that they realized that comics aren't exclusively for kids anymore, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people who are buying comics are 20-something, 30-something, 40-something. Most girls. of the people buying so, comics, yeah. yeah. they started gearing the product towards those people. Um, like, when you're writing comics for kids, of course you want to explain what fucking, you know, like, Pharaoh Lad's powers are or whatever. The fuck is Pharaoh Lad? Yeah. Uh, fucking read uh, Legion, asshole. Uh, um, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna read Legion. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you'd have them explaining what their powers are to each other all the time because they assume that this might be any random kid's first comic, blah blah blah. But yeah, now with like um, modern comics, you have to be invested in like 10, 15, 20 years of continuity. And you have to read every title until they reboot the goddamn shit. Yeah. Which is why I like Marvel Unlimited because it allows me to like, you know. Keep up. Yeah, keep up. I can read, oh, good, I can find out. How this story continues in Cloak and Dagger because there's no fucking way in hell I'm picking up a copy of Cloak and Dagger at the comic book shop. Yeah, not when their comics are fucking like five ninety five a piece. Still, it's I just wish I wish every month they would put out like a newsletter of this is what this is what's happened. That's kind of why I like got Wizard for a long yeah. time is because I could at least keep up with oh this particular series is really good here's a recap of what's happened so far mm-hmm. oh sweet maybe I miss I Wizard should Magazine pick up, yeah maybe I should start picking up Invincible in that case Invincible is good yeah it was a really good series mm-hmm. um, Kirkman yeah the guy who uh, did uh, Walking Dead that's uh, his superhero comic which it's is really good it's better than Walking it's Dead be- it's better than Walking Dead by far um, yeah that Kirkman is set for life yeah dude I'm, he's he's got to be banking mad money because isn't he like an executive producer on the show? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if he wasn't, holy shit! Like The Walking Dead is the best. This is the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's merchandise on everything. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, like it's had what like a, a dozen video games at this point. Yeah, and they all sucked. No, no, the Telltale ones were awesome. Oh, oh no, those ones were okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about like uh, I'm thinking about the the, the, the one games. where you played where you played Daryl and his brother. Oh yeah, and then you yeah, have to run. Apparently, that was terrible. That was, really like sad. The, that was by uh, uh, Terminal Velocity, I think the the company that did uh, the Ghostbusters game, which was really good. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck happened? You know, it's like man, you guys made a really great license game, and this, I guess uh, they probably didn't have enough time, or they they had to get rushed out on a schedule or something. But mm-hmm. that sucks. That's always a shame. Mm. I liked his other comic, The Astounding Wolfman. I didn't see. I didn't read that one. It was good. It was about a guy who. Gets bit by a werewolf and then is a superhero. Astonishing. Yep. So oh. astounding. Astounding. So he'll like wolf up and then go fight something, and then he's awesome. like, "All right, I'm not a werewolf anymore. I'm going to do this thing." And then he's like, he's teamed up with thing with Invincible a few times. Nice. I like that. In, when I'm reading Invincible, randomly Spawn will show up <laughs> because it's all Image Comics. Yeah. And I, I don't associate Invincible with any known superheroes, but occasionally. Savage Dragon and Spawn will shit. You'll see them in the Why background not? fighting stuff, and I'm like, "This is fucking weird." Is, I, do people is Spawn still a thing? I think so. I don't know, man. I've been. I mean, the last time I was in a comic shop was was this past Saturday, and I really didn't look at any comics. I ended up buying a copy of Resistance Avalon for Magfest. Yeah. Speaking of, um, how'd your uh, you you did Adventures League with Walt? Oh yeah, I played D and D for for Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. <laughs> um. It was alright. It was yeah. fun. Now, uh, 
people who have listened to this for a while probably remember Dungeons and Dragon Bears, which uh, we did what like maybe half a dozen episodes of mm-hmm. um, about a year ago. And unfortunately, what we decided to do is um, start playing through the Adventure League stuff. And we didn't start off by recording it, and God, I wish we had. There's been some fun stuff. Because there's been some really great stuff, but essentially now we're all like at about level four or three, uh, when we were, I think, just got to level two when the podcast ended. We haven't continued any of the Tyranny of Dragons story yet. We've just been doing like kind of the prequel version of that that leads up to it, so we've done like like half a dozen Mm -hmm. adventures, and we're about to do the last one of... The Tyranny of Dragons Adventure League, which we're going to do an epic uh, at the end of this month, where it's going to be like several groups playing, and then I guess an MVP from each team is going to go and do the final battle or something like that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's going to be fun. Um, but we are going to get back into Dungeons and Dragon Bears, hopefully. And uh, I think Dungeons and Dragon Bears would work better as a uh, YouTube thing. I think it would too. But and I just had this. Uh, Silly medicated thought just now mm-hmm. of how cool it would be if we all got head cameras, all six of us, or however many of us, six or seven. Like, we all got a head mounted camera, or like those sunglasses yeah. that I have that record. Yeah. And then we t- take all the footage, we record it with like a, this mic here, and then we multi cam sync everyone's eye footage for the entire campaign with the audio. So it's just cutting between all six of us. And you could look down, like when you look down to roll your dice, you get to see what you rolled. And then you look up, and then you'll look at Steven over here, and if he says something, cut away, cut to his vision to see what everybody else is doing. Um, that would be cool. It would be like, uh, like that Mitchell and Webb show, like Peep Show, mm-hmm. or whatever, where it's like first person. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That would be kind of neat. Because um, multicam syncing is incredibly easy. Hmm. Like, I'd, I've done that so many times, it would be easy as shit to do. And we just need more head-mounted cameras. Yes. Yeah. I have one, like uh, sunglasses with the camera in them. Yeah. It's not the best quality, but if we all got a bunch of shitty GoPros and then hmm. like, taped them to our heads... Or wore those little head th- like things. Yeah, that would be fun as shit. That would be neat. instead of setting up one camera here and one camera here and it's all stationary the whole time. That'd be kind of boring. About uh, when we played like what like two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, over at Walt's house, um, my favorite moment so far of like Dean Dean with this group happened, which is we were investigating uh, like these uh, disappearances where like uh, farmers were being abducted and like. Like their largest livestock were being stolen, and it turned out by lizard men. By lizard men um, uh, were behind the kidnapping, and they weren't able to get like this one bull who was like extremely um, pissed off. And your character decided to go in and just jump the into the bull the bull rink and yeah, try to tame it, and, and took like what like six damage. And he, or something. he stabbed he me in the gut for eleven points of damage. Yeah. So like Stephen, who's the the half orc barbarian. Um, he can has, talk to animals. Yeah he, yeah, he like used his ability to like talk to animals, and we started having a conversation with the bull, and he's like <laughs> grunting. He's like, "Oh, smooth skins taken by scaly skins. You know, they stabbed me with, uh, with they, like, they hit me with bees. bees. Yeah, and and, and I think like uh, at one point." We realized that we could try to persuade the bull to join us. And on his the animal list. handling was high yeah. enough that he was able to do it. Yeah. So he, for most of that campaign, Stephen's now riding a bull yeah. that he's that he's making 
Walt talk for, yeah. talk as that we had to also convince to get onto a raft on a boat. Which we did with grass. Hap- yeah, yeah. But uh, if for at least one encounter, Stephen got to ride the bull into combat. Which was just amazing. Eventually, Walt kind of had to like say, "Like, no, the bull's not getting on the fucking raft anymore after that fight." If Which, I, fair if, enough, <laughs> but then, then he was being generous, just allowing us that much. But that was such <laughs> a great fucking. Uh, uh, that was just a great story that came out of that adventure. If we, uh, if we had, um, if if or if I was Walt DMing, I would have occasionally make the bull show up again. Like, three campaigns from now, just be like, it's the bull! And then yeah. Steven's gotta roleplay with it again. Be like, how'd yeah. you get here? It's like, skin sold me. <laughs> and then he can continue convincing him to go on quests with him. That would be kind of funny. Well, we did, uh... I did suggest, uh, jokingly, that uh, Steven could spend his character's downtime, like, uh, and, and, and get, like, a, a bull mount. But uh, he's like, well, you could raise it from a calf and do that. I'm like, he could? Dude, I would donate my fucking character's share of money just for that. I want I want more fucking half-orc barbarians riding around on giant bulls. Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, I got to do my, um, when I played with this new group at, uh, at, at the comic shop playing D&D for Wizards of the Coast. Um... <laughs> I did my. I played the same character. Son Monku. I'm level four now. Uh, nice. But Son Monku has a ridiculously racist Asian accent. Yes. So I get to do that for everybody, and everyone was like off put and laughing at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So like, like, oh, hello! I'm laughing at this, but you can tell they're not quite sure if they should be laughing at this. Yeah, but then eventually they just start laughing yeah. at it. But the fucked up thing is, there's 15 Magic the Gathering people playing behind me, and the entire time, like, oh, we go find a Hobblegobblerin! <laughs> I am a monk who I hit the with a fist! <laughs> Another great thing that came from uh, the game we had with Walt, which is where you were using, like, abilities, like, to s- stun and cause autocrits on characters... That you shouldn't have had for two more levels yeah. because you misread. And it. I was using it every turn because yeah. I thought I could because I misread the word uh, action for I misread the word reaction for action, and Walt believed me. So every fight I was just yeah. like, "You're stunned until my the end of my next turn." It so was, are you. We were so are you. We were literally fighting the boss. Yeah. And uh, before he caught on to what was going he, on. We had him halfway dead. Yeah, because we were tearing through the fucking encounters. We were just rocking some shit. And Walt, which sometimes he, is great. Yeah, which, which was really good, but you could tell like Walt was baffled as to why we were doing so well. <laughs> and it wasn't until we were like in the middle of the boss fight that he realized, oh shit, no, we're going to have to like give half the hit points back to this dude and do it right here. <laughs> Like fair enough. I wish he never found out about that. Oh, uh, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Oh well. <laughs> At fifth level, I'll be able to do it. Yeah, oh, dude, I can't wait for that because man, you were setting up everybody for crits. It was fantastic. Yeah, I like playing Dungeons and Dragons, guys. Yep, Dungeons and Dragons is fun shit. Uh, we whenever we do episodes of Dispatches from the Weird, we play Dungeons and Dragons on there mm-hmm. too, and those tend to be funny as well. Yeah, like I. Rolled laughing Listening to us Playing that Christmas themed one That was I, I listened to that Three times It's just, so just, funny Yeah It's it was I like how you And Rich, Richie's character React to everything mm-hmm. And like Like you Like the, the snowman thing Yeah Like I, I thought The whole thing Was just gonna be dumb mm-hmm. But it's a Christmas themed D&D adventure And you fight Like giant evil snowmen 
and what you guys do is fucking hilarious the whole time. Yeah, well, we're usually extremely medicated at that point, and um, you, I, I, I gotta give you massive credit. You are able to roll with <laughs> the shit that we throw at you so well that it's just it's a three way like uh, you know it, it's it's all three people just coming together and doing some amazing improv. Yeah, I want to try to animate it one day somehow. Oh god, that would if be ever any of us figure out how to animate things, that would be cool. Or with puppets. Mm. What we should do, I'd like to go back and and tear through uh, the last, uh, like, since we started doing that on Dispatches and just isolate the D&D thing. I would like to do that and maybe uh, put sound effects behind it. Mm. And, like, you know... And some, like, uh, you know, like, uh, open source, uh, like, fantasy music or something. That would be kind of cool, yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Um, I am going to look into more head-mounted cameras. Because I think that would be kind of cool, and I, I'm hoping when I wake up tomorrow, it's still a cool idea. I would like we we've been talking about possibly like playing board games on Twitch and stuff like that, but it, it, the problem was is like figuring out well you'd need at least like two or three cameras, you know, and you need one otherwise the camera's just going to be straight on the board yeah. and just hearing us talk. And you want and you, of course people are around the table, so you'd want multiple coverage on that too, mm-hmm. but uh, um, that might be a way to do that too because we're talking about uh, starting up. Uh, Pandemic Legacy, Walt got that, and we've been kind of waiting to be able to get enough people together to start doing that. Yeah. I think, um, would you wear a camera on your head? I'd wear a camera on my head. As long as we have one on each side of the table. I'd participate in this grand experiment. Okay. If I can get three cameras, the the cameras that'll fit on people's heads, I think we should try it. Yeah. And then, like, have one stationary. Or yeah, one. Have, have, like, have like maybe two stationary so you can get, like, the whole group coverage and cut between it and then, like, try the... The head-mounted cam the thing. That's easier than giving one guy a camera yeah. and be like, your job is to film the entire thing. Yeah. You don't even get to play. Fuck you. Yeah. So I'm going to look into that because I, I have one. So I'm going to... Okay. I know what I'm going to spend tax return money on. <laughs> Fucking head-mounted GoPros. Uh... I'm excited. Yeah. Where can they find you on the internet? Um, they can find me on the internet, uh, Mr. Mixias Pitalik123, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Xbox Live, PSN, Steam. Also, Fall in London, you can find me, Ms. Mixias Pitalik, that's M X Y Z P T L K. Um, also, APR the Podcast Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out. I randomly find funny shit on the internet and repost it. I think it's facebook.com slash what group slash APR the pod. It's a you can just look up APR you the put podcast. Set up like a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. I gotta yeah. figure out what the link is. But if you're friends with me or Ben, you'll probably you know you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. If you want it enough, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah. You can, we're not gonna do everything for you guys. Come on, yeah. step up. Scraps. Ben, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at mudkip5000 where you can see all the pictures of my Ninja Turtles. I'm on YouTube at youtube.com slash airportroad, R-O-A-D, one word, uh, where I occasionally do action figure vlogs. I need to get back into that. Yeah. I'm on this podcast as well as when we record Dispatches from the Weird, another podcast uh, where we talk about weird shit and play D&D at the end of it. Woo! And that's about my, that's my internet footprint right now. Yeah, you know my kid has been uh, recording action figure videos mm-hmm. of himself, like reviewing like like action figures and stuff like that. When he got his uh, classic uh, turtle um, Leonardo, oh, he did a vlog. Yeah, part. he did like a little. If vlog you send thing. me the footage for that, I'll like edit it 
and like cut it into something to it, put it, on YouTube. It's, it's absolutely unusable because you can see like the top, like the top half of his head. Oh. And he's meandering. I but I, I've debated starting to do that because he wants to do a YouTube channel. And he's going to show her like, the finer arts of framing a shot. And yeah, stuff. and I'm like, I, I, I'm cool with that, but I got to talk to your mom. And for God's sake, no comments. Yeah, the comments are going to be disabled because you don't need to be, have your dreams shattered by assholes on the internet. Yeah, your self esteem destroyed at such a young age. But I mean, he watches so much of that shit. I mean, he probably spends more time watching YouTube than he does like actual fucking TV shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but you're you're one of his idols on that. So he was very much modeling. Yeah, when we, when you guys stopped by the comic store when we were playing D and D, he kept asking me, he's like, "Are you going to do another vlog?" Yeah, I'm like, I got a lot of personal shit going on right now yeah, that is like, keeping me yeah, from doing right anything. Now it's not a good time, buddy. Be patient. But I should probably I should probably get back onto that. I have one planned out. I'm going to remake Aliens with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Awesome. Like I have, I have enough turtles to be marines. I have a Ripley character, a Burke character. I have Bishop, and I have like a giant queen alien figure to use. I'm gonna, it's gonna, uh, it might be too ambitious. <sighs> well, if you want help recording or something like that, or um, holding a toy, <laughs> or holding toys, dude, just let me know, and I'm sure Kiddo would love to, uh, you know, just watch you make it. So yeah. let me know if you, you're. Uh, free some Saturday morning. You want us to come by and help out? I was deba- that'd be cool. I was debating should I just make a crappy like five minute vlog where I'm playing with the toys for the end of the video, mm-hmm. or should I do that and try to do a shot for shot remake of Aliens with oh, action figures? God, dude, I I want a damn it. I, I want, I really that's going to take so much time. I know, but how much? How worth it would it be? Yeah, and use similar music and then the yeah. same effects. Try to recreate the same effects and everything. Oh god, that'll that'll show up on fucking Boing Boing. I guarantee it. <laughs> shot for shot remake of Aliens mm-hmm. with Ninja Turtle figures with names changed. To everyone instead of Ripley, it's it's April or. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do, and then I was oh, thinking for Newt instead of Newt, I just take my Mondo Gecko action figure. Do, yeah. do do one scene like do one scene for like the playtime. Mm-hmm. And then, like, see how that goes, and then maybe you can use that and then expand it into a full project. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Or hit the high high points of Aliens. Yeah. yeah, I would like to do the Aliens Extended Edition solely with Ninja Turtle figures. You saw that, uh, the, it was like a French band or something like that, they did a music video that was a remake of John Carpenter's The Thing with G.I. Joe figures. Yeah, all stop animation. Yeah, yeah that was fantastic. Mm. That was, yeah. Do it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'll... I'll work on it. I just need... I need to figure out, do I want to have sets? Mm. Like, backgrounds? Or do I just not? And just do it on my desk? I mean, you could use, like, different, like, like little cardboard, like, cheap sets and stuff like that, or... I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out when we're not recording a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, youtube.com slash airport road. Uh, like us on Facebook, or join our Facebook group and join in on the conversation. Um... Rate us on iTunes, all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it this week. You do it. This one's for you, Morph. It is.